Sit around and just drink beers Woo! before the podcast, guys. Oh, yeah. You think about that. Brought to you by Pacifico. La Cerveza del Pacifico. I'm abstaining from podcast intro. I think I think our guy welcome back from China should intro. Uh, what should I say? Uh, hey, everybody. Um, <laughs> this is a podcast of <laughs> industry professionals talking about some cool-ass shit. So, uh you know, it's called Nerdtastic in 3D and all. My yeah. name's Sean Craney. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's Jason Petko. I'm Jack Eckler. See, I like it. I'm Jason Carter. Adam McFarlane. A little counterclockwise action so going on there. And up. welcome to episode number 58, Cinco Ocho. Do you actually, I mean, that's that's constantly in your brain what number we're on, or do you think, like, before I literally the have to think of, wrong, you know, it's funny. I actually have to think of the wrong Spanish to say it. <laughs> that's the best part of that. Like, I want to say it the what correct way. No, time. I want to say it the correct way, and I go, no, I actually have to break the numbers up in Spanish. <laughs> I'd like to provide a challenge to you, which is that from 60 to 70, you do it in Latin. That's a dead language. By, by younger, dead no, no, no. Language. My younger sister, though, in high school was all about it. It was, like, in, in Latin honors, and I was like, Okay, so they honor you for speaking a dead language. I think Roman she goes, numerals. No, it's serious business. Let's do Roman numerals. We're I high know, enough that they tough. get weird. Do they have a different like pronunciation? No, it's more than just like vi. It's like, it's like <laughs> vi vixi. Is it like vixicum? Yeah, no, you gotta, they, Roman numerals are pronounced in Latin. Huh? So just, just so Pecco's going to take that challenge <laughs> and run with true? it. Done. Uh, no, I made that up. We are three <laughs> men down this evening. <laughs> we are. We're we missing are. a Josh Labrat, a Sean Kearney, and a Sean Fennel. Two Shans and a Josh and a guest. Speaking of guests, what the hell? (laughs) I look at you because you're next to me. I can look at anybody. (laughs) Pecco hasn't been there. We need a damn good guest. You know what, people? If you're listening to this show, actually listening to us, go put on Facebook, put somewhere a guest you want to see on the show. And honestly, I don't care who it is. Literally, it could be a a movie star. It could be anybody. (laughs) Well, that's still happening. That's still happening. Nice. Hey. Uh, I want to hear some a, guests. We do ideas. have a guest today. We have a call out to Brennan Fraser. <laughs> well, a yellow, yeah, a yellow a box of Pacifico. <laughs> Is our in guest the frame? Today. Is it like heavy in the frame? Yeah, it's it's good. We're reaching out to them to see about sponsoring us. <laughs> <laughs> well, Total, hold on. This is a, this is completely just for Jack, and I'm going to forget. We might have a bar sponsorship for our softball team. I Wait. love how we couldn't keep ours for the show, but we have one for our can softball we, can team. Can we get a bar sponsorship for the <laughs> podcast team? We had one. We lost <laughs> it because we're not we're not. What, what, what's the classification that we aren't? We got LaBravo. Non, nonprofit. We got LaBravo. <laughs> we should. LaBravo. We're not a nonprofit. We're a no profit. Guys, I'm gonna sponsor our our podcast team and bring in a 12 pack of beer once. I like where your heads at. I feel like it. <laughs> I like where your heads at. Once non consistent uh, <laughs> times. <Yeah. laughs> I'm I'm trying to think right now whether to start the show on a high note like it has already. It's or, pretty. It's or, pretty or, I'm or, back, baby. Or to or to or to drop us down and then build us back up. You know, I. What do you think? I have found that <laughs> I like breaking. Us getting down the bad tough. news out of the way first is good. 
uh, usually means that we can end on a high note, which is very satisfying. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to start. I'm I think s- the goal overall, though, is to go as long as we can without actually talking about anything. I agree. So let's give it another 50, 60 let's, minutes. Let's keep talking we'll about <laughs> policy of Nerdtastic in 3D and, and what our, <laughs> our policies. Maybe what our, our 2013, because we're just goals. starting the fiscal quarter. I have a new. We're just into the new fiscal quarter. Unlimited guys. vacation time. I was unaware that you knew what a fiscal quarter the was. The only reason I know is because my roommate <laughs> used it as an excuse not to work out one time. <laughs> I'm guessing that was Bryce. Is that Gooch? It was. Hey, <laughs> totally. Shout out, shout totally. out to Gooch. <laughs> he also doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so it's easy to pick on him. So if anybody's sitting in the second quarter, good for you. <laughs> As it turns out, we all are. Uh, I got to do it. Yeah. Because it was a, actually a tremendously shitty day for uh, a lot of our compadres in the gaming world and for people who love the Star Wars f- franchise and gaming. LucasArts. I, I would argue any any gamer who has a lot of nostalgia for the 90s. Oh, but absolutely. Anybody who likes stuff, too. LucasArts is no longer. Disney, uh, after their acquisition of everything Lucas, uh, took it upon themselves to basically shut them down. In process, shut down two projects. One uh, that I know off the top of my head was 1313, and the other, somebody can mention before I pull it up, you can, uh, Star Wars First Assault. Well, prior to that, they were beasts of the 90s. And actually, I think they – I mean, what was the earliest one? Um, like, God, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter? Yeah. TIE well, Fighter was my TIE earliest. Fighter was my first. No, no it was their first project? Yeah. No, it had to have been way back in the Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis days. I mean, that stuff was – those point-and-click adventure pixel-based games, the Dig, any of those old-school adventure games had oh. to have been their first. Hold on. We can look it up. First adventure game. I do want to mention, though, real Indiana quick. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. That's my guess. Uh, any other guess? First Lab- game. Labyrinth. Labyrinth. What's 1986. Their s- okay. Ooh, 80s. Uh, 87, they did a game called Deja Vu. Uh, Indiana Jones was in 89. They did an Alien and the Mindbenders. Monkey Island was in 90. This does seem to stick, though, with Disney's sort of mantra with gaming. And, and Jason, you can talk about this and what they've done in the past. And yeah, it's very actually will. similar to, uh, <laughs> to what DreamWorks does, uh, a lot of studios do, where they basically want to go into light licensing partnerships, which – Honestly, could be good or bad, depending on how they look at it in the studios who get a hold of their titles. But what it does is it lets them consolidate a studio that was doing okay but probably had a lot of overhead mm-hmm. um, and downtime that they say, you know what, we don't need the studio to make money. And that's what we do. We don't need a game studio DreamWorks to make you know licensed games of our film. And Disney has tended to do that in the past. Um, I, 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 I'm sad to see it go, but I the business side of me sees why they did it. So, I don't know, Jay, what do you think? Well, I mean, first of all, I did read a few different articles, and some articles did say that, like, the fates of those games are unknown, but probably 90% chance that they're going to get killed. So, I I got to see uh, 1313 at E3 last year, and it looked amazing. It looked like it was going to be an awesome game. Um, I don't know how far through development they were, so... You know, depending on, you know, if did they hit some some snags. And, and I mean, if they were like 80% of the way through development, I can't imagine that. And it, it was fun. I can't imagine they would cancel it. I'd say but, 80%. Yeah, they'd keep, they'd, you know, they'd ride that one out. But I, I don't know. We, I'm, you know, we haven't, internally, we haven't really heard too much. Um, but as far as what you're saying, um, I think, uh, you know, Disney has a couple internal studios, um, Wide Load in Chicago. They, they were traditionally a console studio. They've been essentially converted to a mobile studio. Their last game was Avengers Initiative on iOS. Um, 
the the other big thing is the Infinity thing, and so I think Disney's really hedging its its internal development on Infinity and in mobile, and the external stuff they just kind of want to do through licensing and not manage another studio. So uh, what you're saying, I think, is exactly right. Um, and I Bob Iger said it. You know the 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 focus of the Star Wars franchise for Disney is going to be on social and mobile. Huh. Interesting, Jason. You know, for me, it's just it, it is a tremendous sense of loss. Only in that the for me, gaming absolutely started with the point and click adventure games of LucasArts and Sierra Online. You know, Sierra and mm-hmm. LucasArts were the only games really I played. All the way up, honestly, until late '90s. I mean, that was it for me. I, I mean, I, there was the occasional, you know, Super Nintendo game I might play a little bit, but it was pretty much that was it. I mean, I'm a huge fan of adventure games and the classic adventure games, and they have a, an incredible nostalgic place in my heart. And I think it's incredibly sad um, looking at what LucasArts, their history, uh, how far they've fallen because. Truthfully, I, I get it from a business standpoint. I mean, if I'm being 100% honest, the stuff that I that LucasArts has put out, none of it's been super enticing lately. Um, there's been little blips and things that they've been involved with that have been great. I actually think the uh, well, the Lego franchise. Lego franchise, <laughs> their their uh, you know blips into that have been really really good. But um, there's they, not a lot of original. Did the did the studio do those, or did or did they license they those out? They, right? Yeah, they licensed. Okay. Yeah, it was all done by the tell, <laughs> Telltale. Um, that no, I think that the Traveler's Tales. Yeah, Traveler's Thank Tales. Thank you. <clears throat> I was get those two mixed up. But um, yeah, so it's incredibly sad uh, for a number of reasons. One, that's the company that made so many of the games that I loved, and I, and I go back to occasionally. You know, get emulators and still play. Hmm. Uh, Curse of Monkey Island, I've mentioned before on the show, is still one of my absolute favorite games ever, and uh, will continue to be. So I have the soundtrack on my on my iPhone, and um, it's uh, it's really sad. Uh, I think it's understandable given the lack of direction and excitement that's come out of that company lately. And by lately, I mean the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say Rogue Squadron would have been the last one I bought on the uh, N64. So yeah. it's been some time. Did you guys play? Well, Galaxy's failed, and that was potentially going to be huge for them. I remember that, which was their... But I think that was... Wasn't Galaxy's their massive their, developed? Well, their MMO, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think so. I don't, I don't know. Did you guys play the... Um, it was an Indiana Jones original story. Uh, Indiana Jones and like the Emperor on the Xbox, Emperor's Tomb on I the Xbox. Is that the one on the Xbox? Yes, I played that one. Yeah, it was and fun. It was, it was good. It was a lot of fun. It was good. The mechanics were fun. The story was great. Yeah. They hit that like archaeology kind of like. Well, they had a really good like whip, feel. like how much you use the whip and yeah. how you use the whip, and that was really cool. Yeah, I think that's the last game for me that I. Really Actually, that was probably me too. Really got into from them, I think. I think mine was Tie Fighter. <laughs> I do. That was probably my first one. I mean, a lot because I think a lot of their games that they've released were on PC and and Xbox, and yeah, I've a lot mostly, of PC. Yeah. yeah, and I've been mostly a console <laughs> and then Sony player. So like a lot of those titles, especially like Rogue Squadron, which I've heard is a, a super awesome game. Oh, have you never played that? I've never played it because you got to find an emulator, dude, or just get on a sixty four. That, that's wow, it's still is, pretty awesome. Man. Is, yeah. With that controller, even it's really cool. I, I should expect nothing less, but it already says um, LucasArts Entertainment LLC was an American video game developer. On Wikipedia. On Wikipedia. Yeah. It's, you know, the biggest thing in, in general is this, as of recent, the number of artists being let go in the U.S. is what's sort of, the, the bigger picture to this is just sort of mind-blowing. 
I didn't mean to cut you off, Adam, yeah. like in your thoughts on no, this no, whole no. thing. No, no, no. I mean, I, it would be all just echoing the same kind of thing that. So in the last. Nope, that's not by date. Never mind. Keep going. Well, I think this is. I mean, these jobs aren't getting outsourced, though. Like it's a. They're it's just. A, it's just. I mean, it's a. It's still sad. It, but it it's, kind. It's, it kind of is because, but it, but it takes like a, uh, the I bigger. Pay, so. It takes all the overhead away. Yeah. They don't I need guess, to yeah, rent they, a building. They, they, they don't need to own a make, building. Yeah. They don't need to pay insurance to employees. They. It's all overhead costs that I guarantee they looked at and said, we can cut that and, and still make yeah. profit. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go really fast, really fast. But I'm gonna read through the games that they've produced and made in the last ten years. Okay, Armed and Dangerous, 2003; Gladius, 2003; Indiana Jones and the Emperor's New Tomb or Emperor's Tomb, 2003. That was ten years ago. God, RTX Red Rocks, 2003; Secret Weapons over Normandy, 2003; Star Wars Rogue Squadron, Star Wars Galaxy, Star Wars Jedi Knight, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Star Wars Galaxy, Star Wars Battlefront, Star Wars Knights of the Old Wrath and Leaf, Lego Star Wars. Mercenaries Playground of Destruction, Star Wars Galaxies Episode 3, Star Wars Battlefront 2, Star Wars Episode 3, Star Wars Republic, <laughs> blah, 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 Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. The list goes on and on and on until Thrillville in 2006, then some more Star Wars, then Thrillville 2007, then Fracture, which Fracture. we've talked about on the show, was 2008. Uh, and then more Star Wars, more Star Wars, more Star Wars, Lucidity in 2009. Tons of Star Wars. A tri- uh, um, Connection uh, back to the old Monkey Island games, the Tales of Monkey Island uh, in 2009. More Star Wars, Angry Birds Star Wars, <laughs> Connect Star Wars in 2012, and that's it. They literally have, in my opinion, I can say this working where I do, Disney went through a period of time where they took some of their beloved characters, their beloved franchise, and they dragged the names and the stories and the characters through the mud by making sequels and spin-offs and things that just were l- lower quality, didn't warrant sequels, and to me that is what LucasArts became. They became a place to try and make money for st- using Star Wars for Lucasfilm. And it just it fell apart. It was like it was boring. It was the same thing. I mean, you people out there they, could argue, sorry. No, no, go ahead. People out there could argue The Force Unleashed 1 and 2 were some gorgeous looking games and some big big attempts at reigniting passion for that that franchise in a video game universe but so much damage had been done by the countless star wars video games they'd seen that's all it was at e3 i saw force unleashed 2 i saw it when it was you know coming out i thought man the the cinematics and the anime one of the best ones i had seen and i can't tell you when and they freaking nailed the look of that main actor like it looks just like him and it was amazing stuff mocap was great and guess what couldn't be I couldn't care less because it was another Star Wars game that they had done and, and from what I hear the the Force Unleashed games were the gameplay just wasn't but they tr- but what I did like is I thought they were trying to be and what I was going to say Jay is they like I thought they were actually in those games in particular I'm glad you called out were pushing engine stuff and actually, from a dev jay, I was just curious what you think. I, I thought they were actually trying to push some innovative stuff with with the forces, and actually how you even played the game. Like that's when we saw a lot of the gameplay trailer stuff. That's what actually intrigued me. I'm like, they're they're going actually outside the box to give right. a little more different gameplay experience than just what they had done. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, what sort of pissed me off is the things that were really good for them very early on, like Tie Fighter and Rogue Squadron. They never got back to another fucking flying game. Which they yeah. were really good at. They were yeah. really good at. And those games sold. Because yeah. they're like Need for Speed. Yeah. People like racing games and flying games. Yeah. Yeah. But they never got back to that. They saw some kind of path in third-person shooters 
that I don't think ever in RPGs that never really. Well, I mean, Kotor. I I I, again a a game that I've never played, but like everybody uh, I know that are big gamers like loved Kotor, like just loved it so much, you know. And then I guess I I don't know if they ever made a a sequel. Maybe they did, but uh, it it wasn't so well received if they did. That's the first one there. What's that? Ball Ball Blazer was their Commodore sixty (laughs) four. Oh, Ball Blazer was Ball Blazer in 1984. Damn it, I, guess I gave wrong information earlier. Well, they did Labyrinth, the computer game. How about that? See, that's <laughs> what I said. I just said that earlier. Did you? Well, no one listens to you. Um, <laughs> Another <laughs> studio. <laughs> should, should, should we move on to the, the next set of bad news? Yeah. More, more, yeah, go ahead, more keep, go ahead, keep it going. Like I said, we're going um, to bring it down. Rail, we're going to bring it down a notch. Square Enix LA. Yeah. Gone. Now, anybody know, is there any tie to the performance of the latest Tomb Raider? I don't. I think the latest Tomb Raider has actually performed a lot better than they expected. Well, let's talk about of, titles they've done. Name some titles at Square Enix. Uh, well, out. the fi- Final Fantasy titles are all Square Enix. Um, oh, they are Square Enix. Yeah. So the difference between Square and Square Enix is there any kind of difference? Um, I don't know. I I think Square might be just another name people call Square Enix, but I okay. could be wrong on that. Um, I think I believe here we can find out. I believe Dragon. Square is what it used to be called, and then it was bought out by. Somebody, and they added the Enix. Yes, yeah. the, yes, uh, the original exactly Square Enix was formed as the result of the merger between Square and Enix. Oh. There you go. The merger occurred on April first, two thousand three, ten years ago. Yeah, uh, from this last Monday. I mean, I mean, in my mind, Square Enix is most popular for the Final Fantasy series, and then space because Idos Idos released Tomb or had been creating Tomb Raider far. You know, Idos had published Tomb Raider because it was Crystal Dynamics that created it. And then uh, um, Square Enix had bought Eidos. Hmm. In particular with that studio, why, for me, it hits home, and, and Jay brought up tonight that he hadn't even noticed before, is when you've come into L- and this is anybody, if you'd come into L.A., and uh, depending on how you pulled off to get down on Lincoln or which way you were going to leave LAX when you fly into L.A., the Square Enix building is right there. It's yeah. actually at the, at the entrance almost to LAX, and, and a huge sign. And if you're a game fan, you're like, sweet, dude, I'm liking LA. It's fucking games and movies and shit. Yeah. That's like your first kind of thing. So <laughs> oh, that's kind of interesting. Tell the viewers. It says well, Wikipedia's got November, some weird stuff in here. Yeah, this is, just can't be right. It says that uh, they're somehow related to Call of Duty Black Ops 2. They actually... No, I thought maybe the first because I know the first one got got so far behind that they they had started to farm out some work. Modern Warfare Three. I don't know what's happening now. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> My whole world has been shifted. It's just even a list understand. of random games. Yeah, I was just gonna say, dude. I saw some 007 in there. I'm gonna throw a quick advert in here. Uh, if anybody knows anybody who has let go from Square Enix and is looking to get into mobile, uh, shoot me an email. If Jason would really like to hire you from his personal <laughs> salary, is what he's saying. If anybody from Luca, uh, knows anybody from LucasArts, don't have them call Jason. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe just to reminisce. Yeah, because they probably don't want to work for Disney. <laughs> it's just a, such a it's horrible what time That's what I'm thinking. to be an artist. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, it's well, just, even it's just game a development bad in general. Time. Like, how many artists, programmers, producers, and sound engineers, like, in general, so many studios are closing. Like High Moon, let people go. Like it's just, it's like. A but what's sad is like Disney still, they're still going to want to make the games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a studio still needs to be going. It's like, what's going to? Are they going to come down to just like there's two? There's like there's like uh, Ubisoft, e, uh, like five. Ubisoft, EA, Activision, Epic, Microsoft, maybe Raven. 
in, in, in Microsoft. And that's it. If you try to start up, you're doomed to fail. I do think I think we're gonna we're destined to see something interesting in the next year, which is an influx of indie games. Yeah. Whether that be to XBLA that, that or well? PSN or no, just a, a ton of them. Okay. Mobile, whatever it is. I think a lot of the people being let go, not just from games, but even from artists from the you know, the animation visual effects world are gonna find solace in the idea of interactive games are there's a really low threshold for entry now. Incredibly low threshold for entry. And I think that uh, we're going to see an influx of them. It's going to be a ton. Probably a little bit of that, like, well, now I've got a little bit of time on my hands. They've they've let me go. They've given me some kind of severance. I might as well. Yeah. Like, I, get that, I get that and I don't. Like, I, I, Download Unity. I, you want to see that, but I, I'm still curious. I, I don't know. I guess me, I, pers- I feel like there is a lot out there right now. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's tough even for the indie guys because I'm sure at, at you know as many indie guys as are out there who say, no, nah, I'm just doing this for fun. I want it to. The other percentage of, and even those guys, I guarantee at some core, wished and hoped it does really well. Oh, yeah. And, and they take off, and that becomes well, your baby. I, I think, like, I, I have a lot of friends who worked for bigger companies and, be, you know, outside of layoffs, left on their own accord because they saw an opportunity to do to make the games that, that more aligned they with wanted what to they make. wanted to make. Sure. But also because of the way, especially on mobile, the way that the, the audience is, like, it, you know, there it, it is. It is like winning the lottery, but still, you know, like there's that chance that your game is going to take off, and you know, like look at, at Tiny it, Wings, and if it takes off, you're set for life. Yeah, like the the guy who made Tiny Wings made it by himself, and I, and he's a multimillionaire, and he made a game for his girlfriend. You know, it, it was a beautiful game and it was fun, but he, you know, nonetheless, he made it by himself. So. Yeah. Um, you should we get to some happier news? Mm. That's w- okay. What you have up right now to me is still weird. The full circle yeah. of our friendship. Agreed. It and it took me a while to really put that together, but it, it did right before you even brought it up to me. I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah, let's share, share, share this though. We've um, we've talked about the unfortunate happenings of DD closing, of Rhythm and Hughes uh, filing for bankruptcy. Well, DD's still open. Florida, sorry, DD yeah. Florida. Um, Rhythm and Hughes filing for bankruptcy. Um, about DreamWorks laying off people. It's been a rough time in the animation world as well. Rhythm and Hughes, uh, I don't believe it's 100% official all the way around yet, but uh, rumor has it, or I guess the courts have passed the idea, accepted the idea that a certain company, an American company, has purchased Rhythm and Hughes, has bought them. That company is Prana Animation Studios, which... Coincidentally... Happens to be a partner studio of mine that I work at, uh, which we do some work with. Uh, but the interesting part of it is um, Prana is an American company. They have an office in Santa Monica. I don't know much about it, but I believe there's a few offices there. And then they're mainly an animation powerhouse in Mumbai, India. I need to get more info. A guy, a friend I work with, his wife is still at Rhythm & Hughes. She's a map painter. And... I overheard him talking today. I was going to stop him to try to get some more info for the show. Something about, like, they're banking on ins- the insurance runs out that the company's paying for, like, on the 12th of this month. And then nobody really knows what's happening. The only problem I see with this, so Rhythm and Hughes won the Oscar this year for visual effects. Rightfully so. Hands down. If you've seen Life of Pi, the fucking Tigers, you can't tell. You just yeah. can't. Um. 
the people who did that were here. Indie Studio buys it, say for the name, fires everybody here. You will not win another Oscar. <laughs> Buying the name doesn't do that. Buying the name doesn't get the studio to approve you a budget to do another film. No, but what buying the name does is it lets the, it allows you to enter the door. Studios of, of will course. now allow you in the door. Of course. That's that is super valuable. It it is. You still need product. Sure. I get that. You and know, that it's, it, and that name's only good for you for the first <laughs> two times you enter the door. Absolutely. You have to prove something after that. Absolutely. But I'm just saying there's I don't want to say it's priceless. But there's a high, high dollar amount that you could pay if you're if you're a company that's based on getting work, you know, visual effects company type of thing, getting work from other studios, from other content creators to actually produce work. There's a high, high dollar amount you can put on the value of easier access to those content creators. You could, but I could tell you as being a stop, uh, top studio exec who would be in if, if I was in those meetings who was going to have to pick what studios I'm hiring to do this which we're in LA everyone out here is in the know about this kind of crap Rhythm Hughes walks in I would be flat out to tell them am I getting the staff from El Segundo California or am I getting the staff from Piranha in India and they say well what do you want to pay for I was about to go into a really bad Indian accent, but I thought that might be racist. <laughs> so and I'm going to an offensive. So I'm going to say exactly like well, and they'll say that. At some point, though, you know, it goes back to like how we apply for jobs. How me and you apply for jobs is different than well, Jay's actually there a little bit, but it's different than how Adam would apply for jobs. Your wife would apply for jobs. Mine would, and it's kind of different. We could send a resume to all these places, and they're like, sure. Our work dictates. At the end of the day, dude, I could, they could be like, dude, I love this guy. Let me see your demo reel. At some point, I have to put something in front of them. They can't use Life of Pi now unless they still have the El Segundo going. Now, they could use certain partner projects that happen here at this that's studio. A, that's an interesting question. Do you, if, let's say, let's I don't know say, if it goes that route, though, Can they but. do that? Like legally, if they were to, to actually shut down the location – not the studio, but the location that created that material, they can legally still say, we are the company, not the studio, but the company responsible for Life of Pi. Can on, they? Now, I'm sure they could. Exact, <laughs> can, can, ethically, can, can ethically, they? Could. ethically versus legally. I think that's the question. Well, I mean, ethically. I mean, I could say on... Ethically, and they you, should. And you, legally, they probably can't. You they as own an the company. They own the, the intellectual property of that company if... If rhythm and now you're right, it's an if, IP issue. It's it an IP. On, you're right. It depends on the deal they worked out. Does the company name keep any of those things? But I think it's an ethic versus legal issue versus. I wonder. I else. knowing and having met John Hughes when I worked there. Of I rhythm can, and Hughes. Yes, nice. I cannot picture him <laughs> handing over any. I mean, outside of obviously the names and the deal, handing over complete IP. Now I don't know. I, I it would behoove Prana honestly to keep the company afloat here in El Segundo because of the level of artists that's here in California. But Vancouver deals with the same problem. London deals. Yeah. L.A. has some of the best artists in this industry, hands down. And you wouldn't you won't be able to talk to an exec in some of the best. Some of the best. E- even but you would the, still. They would argue yeah. in other countries that they would have a tough time fighting that they have the best. To be honest, because they come here to poach our guys all the time. 
So it, I, I can't picture India, if they want to stay in that game and get those big projects, <coughs> dumping that talent pool. Maybe they will. Dude. I, you know, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe they did. They bought it for the name and they want to get in the door. But unless you have that talent pool, I, I don't see how they can even stay competitive, even at a price game. Because the studio, in the first real session where they show executives like you have to do when you do 3D work, they get canned. They, I mean, just, e- yeah, they just get dumped. Even if they had gotten the IP, like if an, if whoever's responsible for hiring them doesn't ask the question, yeah. like, hey, how many of the people from El Segundo did you retain? Yeah. Then, you know, yeah. they deserve the, the the work they get, right? Yeah. So we talk, we're done talking about bad shit. I thought that was kind of good. I mean, hey, what happened to your phone? It's open. That's Pete. I mean, well, but we don't know if it does. Yeah. We don't know if it does. We're Jason's jump, predicting. We're jump to the positive, though. So when they next week, Rhythm and Hughes shuts the store. Finally, Look, we go to Jason. Guys, we're like, you I son like, of a bitch. I like to think of the glass as ten percent full. <laughs> yeah. So let's take it up a notch. Let's talk about Jason Pecco being back in the United States of America. What's up, y'all? I can't believe they let you back in. I know. They almost did. That's not true. They did. GD terrorist. Jason, where did you go, and why are you back? Uh, so no. I, I've been I've been gone not, for two weeks. Not why did you go? Who is why your the mother? hell did you come back? Uh, <laughs> who is your father? What, what does he do? What does he do? <laughs> it's not a boomer. Um, I I was in uh, Beijing, China, for a week, oh. two weeks ago. Um, I went there on business. Crazy round eye. <laughs> that is so offensive. Accurate. <laughs> Accurate. It's crazy round eye uh, who look like a kuza. After that comment, Nertastigan 3D will be filing <laughs> yeah. for bankruptcy. We already are bankrupt. I had to do we it got, one time in the show. What? It, interestingly enough, um, I was told that. Most people in China who have tattoos are criminals. So you fit right in. I fit right in. Um, no, I, I was in you Beijing, China. A I, lot. <laughs> what's that? You went shirtless in Beijing. I just yeah. Show everything off. I didn't want to. You know, As he does in every show. <laughs> I wear a size B, bro. bro. A bro. A bro. A bro. A bro. A bro. A bro. Yeah, so I was in China. Uh, that was like a super, super <laughs> awesome experience for me. I've never been to China. I, I've traveled a little bit. Uh, I've been to Europe. I've been to Australia. <laughs> never been to China. Uh, Beijing was super cool. It is. Ex- it reminded me a little bit of Blade Runner, and I think that's what Blade Runner is like at, based at night. Of. Do with the sky. Have you seen Skyfall? Uh, yes. Sky- yeah. Skyfall shows it off. You're, it looks like, and you're like, oh, that's all CG. It isn't. No, it's it? not. And, and like even the the traffic, I think was the biggest thing. Like if you think LA's got bad traffic, <laughs> go to Beijing because we, like there was one night where it was raining, and so we couldn't. The the whole cab was like fogged up, and you couldn't see out except you can just see like the glowing brake lights. And I swear to God, we must have been like they, they have lane markers, they're not used, uh, and there was we were just like swerving left and right, and then all of a sudden we were at a light, and our cab driver like turned to the right around the car in front of us, and like pulled up onto a curb and then like pulled around what? him and went in front of the guy in front of us and we were literally like sticking out into an uh, intersection and then a guy pulled up next to us and then it was a red light and he like saw an opening gunned it to the center of the intersection waited at the center of the intersection and then waited till the light turned green and went on like there, as far as I can tell in the there's West. no rules there's no rules Mr. Decker he say you Blade Runner <laughs> Um, <laughs> I had to get one quoted, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was a good time. Uh, I ate some really cool food, really good food, really weird food. Yeah, how is the orange chicken? 
Uh, orange chicken there is just amazing. What about the Beijing is, beef? Is the Panda Express there different Because I love the Beijing beef. At you know, actually, the biggest fast food I saw out there was KFC. It's all really? over the place. All over the place. There's, saw a few McDonald's. Saw a few. So Burger did they King. have like the I? Did they have Taco Bell? Bell. Did they have the? Anim- did you see any of the huge animated signs? It's very much like Blade Runner. That's well, so insane to it, me. It, it's. Like the the so Beijing separated in the rings. Like the center of the city is the Forbidden City where the Emperor used to live and stuff, and then it goes out in rings. And uh, the part that we were in, you know, like there's just a lot of neon in general, but there wasn't like the big crazy signs. We went to a um, another part which is more my speed, which is a lot of bars and restaurants and stuff. And in that area, they had a lot more neon and a lot more lights and stuff. But. So you posted a picture, dude. Not only were you there, you also rocked the Great Wall. I was told that if you go to Beijing and don't go to the Great Wall, you're, you're an idiot. You know, get like your hand cut off. And it, God, it, God, 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 God forbid a criminal like you wouldn't go to the Great Wall. I was, yeah, I, you know, I was wearing a coat, so nobody could tell. Uh, but it, 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 it truly is like like a mind blowing sight. Like I, I thought, I, I remember, I like to travel, so I was like thinking about where I would want to go before this came up. And I was like, there's one place I probably will never, ever get to, but I will always want to, and that's the Great Wall. And I had the opportunity to do it this time, and it was so cool. Like, you look to the right, and it just goes on forever. You look to the left, and it just goes on do forever. You, when you walk <laughs> up, I mean, are you? is there a section, like, that you're literally down at the base of the Great Wall? Mm. So the Great Wall's up. So like, you can actually see the scale, like, how, how, high, how high of a wall this is? Yeah, they're, they're like, so the place that we were on, and I don't know if it's like this everywhere because it's 20,000 miles long, uh, but we... <laughs> Give, give or take. Yeah, like uh, we like drove up a, a hill through like the country, and then you get to like the touristy parking area, and then you walk up to uh, basically you could walk up there, which would take a long time. You you could take a um, uh, like cable car, or or you could take like a ski lift, and so like the cable car Ski-to get to the top of the wall. Yeah, to get to the top of the like, wall. Like literally just but, up onto the wall. But Dude, I thought this wall, thing was like wall, twelve feet. No, it is. It is. But the, the wall. <laughs> so the wall is on top of like almost a mountain. Uh, okay. You know. Uh, so the uh, and, and it just makes sense, right? You're trying to defend your country. You put it at a wall at the highest point. You know, sure, in the sure. place. Um, and so we, we we took the the ski lift up, and when you get to the top, then there's like a trail outside of the wall that you can stand next to and see like the extent of the wall. And I bet you the wall is like 25, 30 feet tall in most places. And then there's like the guardhouses every you know thousand meters or something, and that those are bigger. They look more like houses. And then to get down, you can either take the ski lift and be boring, well, or you can take the houses. toboggans. <gasps> Oh, yeah. I saw a picture of you, and I was like, it's like alpine sledding up in no. the Smoky Mountains, yeah, dude. Yeah. Wait, what? So there's like these, like, it's like a metal chute that swerves around. I was and joking when I was like, no, some no. kind of bouncy house dude, sled it's like, thing. Dude, it's like Gatlinburg in Tennessee. They have the same damn thing. It's alpine sled. They have a, yeah, a, a break. A, a break you, you push forward to go fast, and you pull back to slow Just down. my luck. Uh, <laughs> I have an old, no, I have an old Chinese lady in front of me who's going one mile an hour. Yeah. And so Should I you have push to, her? I couldn't. Like, she had her brake on, and those brakes work. So I like literally, like I would wait for like five minutes and then like just stop. How long is this thing? It, it, it's probably like a five to seven minute. Ride Twenty thousand miles, Adam. You heard him. No, it's probably less than that. It's probably five minute ride at the most. This is awesome. But if you can go like there's you can no haul? It, there, there's there's dudes standing all along the thing, and if you're going too fast, they're like slow down. But they, they just have they're mandated to say that they don't really give yeah. a shit. And if you go really fast, I imagine you could potentially shoot off the shoot. You do. And I got an amazing story about that, dude. Go ahead and finish because I got to come back to the alpine sledding, dude. Yeah, so Great Wall of China <laughs> was awesome. I got to eat some really awesome food. That you know, the specialty in Beijing is Beijing roast Beijing duck, and I've never had like 
Duck. Officially, oh, I've had duck. Panda, panda is, doesn't have that. Is roast Beijing duck orange chicken? Uh, it's it kind of looks it's like fair, it. it's very <laughs> Jason. Uh, we can't wait joke. for Jason to go. That was his joke. <laughs> I, it was I'm delicious. Really disappointed. It was joke. delicious. Hey, so before we jump back to sledding, I don't know if you gathered this while you were there. Did you meet all twenty million six hundred ninety-three thousand people that live in Beijing? The world's twenty-sixth most most populous. Most populated. I hate that he just keeps Wikipedia or, up now all the or time. Fourth by density. Also, by the way, did you meet any Han? There's ninety eight percent Han Solo Han ethnic groups, ninety six percent of which he probably did. Makes up the population. He probably did meet some Han. But and, did you and, meet and any? Did you, did you meet anybody of Mongol descent, which is point three percent of I, the population? I think we Mongols. may have. When Mongols. we went through the Great Wall, they were storming. The wall. <laughs> yeah, they were on the other side, <laughs> yeah. looking up. Going, we, we're gonna, we, this, we have no gondola. <laughs> Fuck you. This is this is wall related. Have you seen the picture? That's the wall. At the sea, like the moment where the wall just they just stopped building the sea where you could just take a canoe and go around it, and you're like, Fuck you, wall. I mean, I'm on I'm the in, other side, I'm on the mainland, baby. There was a moment when you were like, You can look to the right and see the wall goes on forever. I thought you were gonna say, and You look to the left, and it was like 30 feet. <laughs> Did you have actual business meetings there? Like, were I, you we there spent at the, the wall or at the wall? Yeah, uh, no, we we, we were there toboggans. working with a developer, um, who's using our code, and uh, I basically was training them up on that. How so. was that? How was actually? Did you have a, like just? A, we had a translator. Uh-huh. Uh, if we wouldn't have had a translator, honestly, that's the other thing is like it was such a good experience for me. I think because we had a translator, but very few people in China speak f- good English. So, and, do and you speak good English? I speak great English. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, like I, I, I feel like like I knew how to say right. hello and thank you in Chinese. Yeah. You bow. And I, yeah, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> but like so I, I feel like that was like the extent to what most people say, knew. Say, say something. Some, say some Mandarin. Ning hao and is what is hello. Okay. And she she is thank you. And bukashe is you're welcome. I learned that in China. Yeah. How do you say? And give me some is bill. Beijing, Beijing guy. Bill? Is bill. Bill. <laughs> is what? Bill. What like is, give no? me the bill. What's the word? Oh, Fepiao. not just like hey Bill. Yeah. No, not the name. <laughs> I'm sure there's tons of people learned, named Bill. He learned one name over there. It <laughs> and it's Fepia. Chinese version of Bill. I love that guy. He's <laughs> no, amazing. It actually means invoice. How how was the working environment compared? I, I was, you were at a studio, right? I yeah. Mean, so we the there. So we were working with this. Uh, uh, actually, I don't know if I'm. I can say who we're working with yet. You're working with a studio. A, a studio. Uh, but we're uh, basically there. In a, a, a high rise, they have two floors. They're a big, big company of like 400 people, and we're working with like a studio within that company. And their setup was honestly a lot like ours. Like they were in a room, they had like 15 people in there, all had their own desks, but they were all chained connected. to it. They were chained to their desks, <laughs> much like this. But it was amazing too because uh, China is so well known for piracy. There, a lot of the developers' computers were not connected to the internet. They had their USB port sealed off, so people can't come in and, oh, really? and stick USB keys in there. Define oh, sealed off. Like, like they didn't function, or like there's bubble gum in it. Uh, I, 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 I don't. I think they've come up with a more advanced substance than bubble gum. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. Techniques are foolproof. Some, some kind of wax <laughs> situation, maybe. I, I, but I was, I was like, how do you guys work so without access to Google? <laughs> what do you do when you don't know how to do something? And what they, they were like, well, we have one computer that has internet access. <laughs> so they, they all line up. On a serious note, it's a, like, it's a legitimate question because a big portion of software engineering now is you're stuck on a problem. And rather than 
going and chatting with everybody, you can get more instant information by access to asking the right question to Google. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I do that all the time. Which means as, a, as software developers, you're actually not having the internet. You're limiting your ability to have knowledge. Like Adam, Adam runs into a different problem when he types in, how do you, can you do my job? And he doesn't get the and results Google, he wants. Well, no. Google they, probably Google tries. Google, Google tries. Google, Google try. tries. Not so. as helpful as you think. The porn sites come up Often. consistently when he yeah, does that. Who's searching? Can you biggest, actually. longest, Can you hardest, do my job? Fastest. None of, which, none, of, none, of which ex- none of which explain Adam. Right. So, <laughs> so, so it was awesome that you had – I mean, would you recommend other people like going to check out China? I, I think that uh, as – as Ameri- a lot of Americans don't travel. And I think that if you have the means to travel and the time, yeah. that you should absolutely do it. Because like people were super cultures. cool to you? and I, Again, I, I probably would have been a slightly different experience if I didn't have a translator there Or with tattoos? Or, well, I actually think the tattoos would help because then maybe they'd be afraid of me and like <laughs> point me in the right up. direction. Or point me in the wrong direction. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> I, I would say... You couldn't understand him either way. So I, I don't know what the hell was going on. Sorry, go this way. Uh, okay. Cool. I, well, actually, uh, quick funny story. I, I was buying a, a bag of candy, a, a big bag of candy you to bring be back. be careful with that crap. Yeah. Some of that's weird. Uh, I, oh, it was like fruit preserves and all sorts of Wrapped shit. Wrapped in And I can't read guts. any of it, so I'm just like grabbing it. Oh, but I had this whole bag, and I walk up to the, the register, and I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to be able to communicate with this lady, but she knows what I want because I'm at the register, so I'm just going to pay for it. Well, it turns out that it was a million dollars fair candy. No, she wouldn't ring me up, and I was like, "What's like?" And I'm trying to like communicate, like, and I know nothing. Did you have money out? Even like you were like this. You were like, "Ni hao, (laughs) ni hao, shay shay, Bill Bong." No, what's the word for Bill? Uh, Fapiao. But I didn't know it yet. Fapiao. I didn't know that word yet. So you saw the name tag, and you're like, "Fapiao." Yeah. (laughs) It's weird that she was named Fapiao. She so. And we're literally just staring at each other because <laughs> I have no idea what else to and she, do. And she doesn't get she that doesn't, you. Well, she did get it, but I didn't get what that what like what the situation was. So when you go to a candy store, you got to put it in a bag, you weigh it, and then you get a sticker or something, and you take it to the register, or they wait for you at the register. Well, this place didn't wait for you at the register, so you had to wait yourself and get put a sticker on it. I had no idea. So eventually, some did lady she, comes. Oh, but the chick behind the register didn't point well, to you to go do this, that this is a big grocery store oh, it wasn't a candy store it's a big grocery oh, right, store right, right, right. and the the candy section is way at the front and so she and like everybody's who works there's kind of looking at me and like people are trying to come into the Fuck line it, fucking peco she's sending them away <laughs> and so finally this lady comes up grabs who works there grabs a bag from her and walks away and i was like so like I guess I no. can't even you're ask. Go- like you're going to jail. You're going candy? to jail. <laughs> and like we, I wait for. And she's just like kind of does this. So I'm like, okay, I should wait. And then uh, five minutes later, a lady comes back with two bags, <laughs> both with stickers on them, sealed. And I was like, you get discount. Why, why two bags? I think maybe I Did overfilled. She split the bag. It? <laughs> I think she split it. She's like Americans. Fat you know, Americans. I want to know. Fat how, exactly. I want to know what the two ladies talked about when you walked away, dude. Yeah. And, and so fat I, pay, I paid for it and, and walked out. But it was like it was. I, and that was when I realized, like, without a, a translator, I'd be I'd be fucked. Like, yeah. I, I could not really. There was there there, there was all. a huge. There was commitment. no way for me to say anything <laughs> because. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> what the hell? Is I don't know. You're like, Do you have birds? <laughs> In what in what situation would he go to Beijing and need the universal eagle of, symbol? What, what eagle in the eagle. That's a duck symbol. Right? Yeah. I, lo- I love how you both went different ways with it. No. I could have meant anything with this. That's, I think that's like, some kind of. Is pigeon. that what you're thinking? Like he goes into a restaurant, he'd be like, "I'd like the." <laughs> the duck, I'm, I'm flapping my hands. By I would have got a people not watching. If I would have done that. 
right. Oh, my God. So, they stuff. might have brought it out. They might have brought you a sparrow out and I, handed it to I you. Would have have okay, I do have a, I do have a serious well, I have question. a serious question also. How serious is your question? Probably more actually, than yours, actually. Adam. Mine is serious, too. Scale, All right, scale of 1 to 10. 8. Oh. I'm going to give mine a 5. You go. <laughs> like, okay. Ah, shit. Maybe I shouldn't have said an 8. <laughs> the, the, okay, it better be better than his 5. Jack, Jack will judge. Adam, Adam, say it. Is it Adam, a joke? you'll never get another one again if it's if it's, Is it a joke? How advanced were their toilets there? Like, did they have the <laughs> That's, a, I'm solid, actually, that's I'm actually, a solid six. Like, that's not an eight. That's okay, a six. I know. I'm going to give you a six. Like, do they have the crazy public ones that will literally, like, strip you down and wash your balls? <laughs> no, like the ones that you have to, like, like straddle they like could, a horse. Like, it's like a reverse toilet. Oh, yeah. I, I thought you meant the one that cleans itself when you walk out. Well, that's that, they have that here, too. It sprays that, it down and you States, walk out? But, like, okay. I just, like, I've heard a lot about it, though, the water that they can spray up your butt. Yeah, tell us about okay, taking so a No bidets. The bidets. No bidets. And I actually was lucky enough Did to only use? have to take a dump in my hotel room, which has a pretty standard toilet. Okay. Uh, but if but you hadn't. Public, public restrooms that I've been in, they have standard urinals. And then, like the a hole? lot of places in the, in the world, they have I've the, the hole. There's I've no toilet. It's just a, it looks like a urinal foot, in the ground. Yeah, foot stands. Foot, foot stands, yeah. Literally, because when I went to Paris, I did, I did like, I did like what if you miss? six or eight weeks in you Europe. You always clean it up. You miss. But I did six or eight weeks in Europe and had not worked out and squatting <laughs> while pooping for like just 30 stand minutes. There. That's stand there for that's like, think about time. how long you sit on the toilet at home when you're playing your phone <laughs> and you're like, your, 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 your shit. You're not fucking has around extended, there. Though. Yeah. Like, but I'm saying, like, if you just think, okay, I was on the toilet this morning for like 10 minutes this morning, just, I was, I was checking some emails and I was pooping. It was a leisure poo. But now it's like, I fucking got to get this out. This is, my thighs are burning. The aiming was my big thing. Like, well, and I did what Jay did. I waited every time when I was in Paris till I was back in the hotel room. And I'm surprised because. The the food was delicious, but it's so different from our food that I didn't have to like I didn't have emergencies like uh, so your, your stomach go. didn't like my blow. stomach was like oh you okay, spent two or three weeks prepping with panda. we just ate the <laughs> shit we just ate dude your seahorse you had seahorse I ate deep fried seahorse I ate deep fried scorpion I ate duck scorpion scorpion did it look like it yeah it was a full on scorpion no yeah uh, I ate uh, duck skin oh. duck feet skin. Because when we ate the duck, we ate pretty much the entire thing. I had duck liver, the duck heart. The skin's actually pretty good, though. Yeah, this, the duck feet skin was, I think it might have been pickled, and it was delicious. And duck hearts taste like fucking steak, just so you know. But they're eat small. They're, okay, they look like little baby okay. black bananas. I've this had is, that, this, and I didn't think so. This segues. That's how they try to get me to eat it. They're like, it's like steak, Now, Jack. did they tell wait, you what that wait. was before you ate it? No, no, let's get, let's get this, to, let's get to okay, Jason's This Jason's segues question. perfectly into my question, which you will be the judge of which one's more serious. At any time when you were out there eating, did you see something that is like super taboo? Like, did you? Because I've heard that they actually yeah. serve. Yours is an eight. What do you mean? I still have heard dog. Toilet yeah. was a six. So I've heard that legitimately. You go to a restaurant and you will see that on a menu. I, I in all the menus that we went or all the restaurants we went to, I didn't. I never saw anything like that on a, that on you, a menu. That would be taboo here. That would like be taboo. baby, well, scorpion, baby. That's not a, a taboo. Human to me, that, that would be that, uncommon, but not taboo. Baby's an exception. Baby fetus. Uh, I had only heard dog. Being a case in some Korean villages, kind of like, and, and and honestly, and probably Beijing I, it's, is probably like well developed at this point. To and, oh, Beijing, and here here's heard. the other thing too, and I'm sure you guys have heard this from the news, but we should all start to learn Chinese because that country is fucking developing. Over. Like yeah. you go to Beijing and you look around, and everywhere you look, there's a crane building a new building. Like Jeez. it is just it is blowing. But like up. crazy modern, like yeah, it, 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 I mean like. 
I was expecting to go to China and and I don't know, not def, definitely not a third world country, but be in a country that wasn't as developed as the states. You and can honestly, admit you were you were thinking you'd pass some rice patties. I, I w- no, which you can. Yeah, and I'm sure in the country, China is huge. huge. So let's yeah. talk about that. First. It's huge. It's a, a twenty thousand mile <laughs> wall. Big. I'm guessing it's pretty decent. <laughs> but even size. but I mean like like it it really you know like you walk down any given street in the city and it's really not that much different than. Yeah. Than the U.S. Well, it's got more people, just well, yeah, a lot of more people, and, and because uh, a lot more people in a in a smaller space, you end up with a lot of people who don't really think too much about personal space. Did they, do they do that thing where they like literally cram you into the subway? Did you experience? No, that? I, I never That's experienced that. I Tokyo. took the, the Beijing okay. Beijing subway was actually really nice, but I was also I was with some people who don't take it, and they were like, "The reason why we don't take it is because during rush hour, it's super super packed." And we Wait, were, we weren't during rush hour. Would I get groped? Do you think? Um, I've only yeah, read stories pretty, of women. I mean, you're like what's five, eight, five, eight, five, five, five eight. Yeah, you're were pretty you, tall. Were you gross, tall? So I, I was gonna tall. ask you. Were you? Were you like Godzilla height? I, I was pretty tall. Oh, um, Godzilla. That's such a that's poor so, reference. I know um, it isn't because I used to joke with my. Okay, one. Show this out here. I have I have Japanese friends and Asian friends, but I used to joke all the time. I'd go over and then I'd be like, "Oh, you so tall, Godzilla." That's good. That's accurate. That's what they sound like. The no, the uh, I, I was pretty got tall. to be like a minority rights group out there somewhere. Listen to this and just gonna Fucking legally screw shit us. Shit their pants. I've <laughs> now. Hey, look, I didn't do the Indian voice, so what? I've only hit two so far. Right. First of all, first of all, screw us out of what? <laughs> our rating on <laughs> iTunes. Our Pacifico sponsor. All right. All right. Our, our yeah, ratings what? on iTunes. Hey, if you're gonna come after us, let's get us in the news. So, so you let's recommend fantastic in the news. It's, it's a cool place to visit. I, I would recommend that if you're going to China, you, I, I've never been anywhere else but Beijing, but if you're going to China, go to a city like Beijing because there's probably a better chance that people speak English. Mm. There's probably uh, – you didn't, you didn't experience that, but probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. Well, I mean, if you're, if you're going to go like to – well, actually, we went to this place called the Silk Street Market, which is exactly like the place you go to buy like fake – did like you get a Gucci suit? and it, I didn't get a suit. Oh. But I thought about it. Did you get your girl a bag? Did you I get didn't get her a bag, but I got her. I, well, here, here's the thing: is I don't really believe in all the designer shit. So well, who I cares? It's like ninety percent off. She's like, she's like, Jason Pecco. I do. I believe in Gucci. I want that I want Gucci. Gucci. I want Gucci. No, the best thing. The best thing was in and Channel at, at Silk Street. At Silk Street, they have all, they have all the fake stuff, and each place has their own like store slash cube. And uh, there's a Ferrari store. No, and there isn't. Dude. But no, it's not but Ferrari. It, it's Ferrari it's clothing, it's and it's not Ferrari. It's Ferrari. <laughs> oh, I no. trust How Ferrari. about electronics? Ferrari. Did you did you see any fake I, iPads and Ferrari iPhones? And, the did you get one? No, I didn't. I but I thought about it. I just From didn't a development want to bring it home. standpoint, I, I'd wonder like. Did they tell you about that? Like, maybe bring it back in the States. You'd run into issues buying any of this crap? No, I just – here's the thing. Like, it, it, electronics, I don't trust the cheap ones. You know? Well, I thought maybe you buy as a gimmick. Like, yeah. you being a developer for iPhones might be like, I'm buying the iPhone-y the, the, with the, the double E on the end. Yeah. E-pad. Well, my, my, my buddy I, Tim – I can't even come up with a – My buddy Tim bought uh, an, uh, an Android thing at a California, like, computer convention thing. And it was like a fake. This is probably like three years ago, and it was like a fake Android tablet, but it ran Android, and it could barely run Angry Birds. And this is like at the time when, you know, decent Android phones were out. And so, I, like, if you're getting you shit didn't that get, horrible you didn't in California, that. I just rather browse. What we didn't ask him: Did you go to Foxconn? 
Foxconn? Where's Foxconn? What is that? Somewhere in China. So I'm sure you walk by. Foxconn's it. where they, they make the iPhone and people kill themselves over it. Oh, they had those safety nets, the Here's friendly a, nets. A question for you guys. How what, serious? Which, I don't know. Are we really with you two? Are we doing numbers? I would give this a five. Okay, cool. I'll buy that. Again, I'm going to go with a five. It's serious, not trying to be funny, but it's also not the most entertaining bit of the podcast. Uh, what, which country is more populated, higher population, India or China? China. Per You're square gonna say, kilometer? You're going to say it's going to be India because everybody expects it to be China. Per square no, kilometer? No, I, I, I didn't, look at, the, I didn't just, look at the number. I say population. India. I say India. Population. China, India. I think China. In is Canada isn't involved at all. Uh, we can, hold on, let me let me check. China China actually has population control <laughs> on the number hold of kids on, you can have. India Canada. does not. I'm, I'm gonna say Canada's low on the list, so on, pause, I just wanted to know if it pause, was. Pause, please. Okay, continue. Canada is now one of the options. Canada, <laughs> Canada China, or India. <laughs> I'm gonna go India. India, China. Man, now that I know that Canada's in, I don't know. You pick the great white Adam. North. Adam. I mean, there do, are do there it, are Adam, brothers do it, to Adam. the north. I've got to say Canada. Fair enough. Uh, the answer is China. Damn it! With yes. 1.3 trillion billion billion people. Sorry, seven billion people on this. <laughs> Somehow they've accumulated more than the total world population. I'm an idiot. Now where's Canada? Hold on, hold on. Uh, I'm going to get to that. So India is very close. So one can, we, point, can we just say where Canada is before you tell what India no. is? No, one point one point three billion in. Uh, China, 1.2 billion in India, and 33 million in Canada. India will pass it. Ah, wow, I was close, They're, they're climbing. They're getting there. And by the way, the national anthem of Canada is O Canada. What's uh, our population? Ours? Yeah, I three, can sing three, the first three, three lines. 400 million, I bet you. 350, I think. I think it's gone up. I think it's We're in the million. By the way, I'm digging the new part of the podcast where I just constantly have Wikipedia. No, that's what I said. It blows me away. You just have it up all the time. 315. Fuck balls. 315? Wow. Wait, what'd you guess? Million. I said 400. I was closer. What'd you guess? Jack, what'd you guess? I, I didn't. I was close. I guessed 350. I was still blown away that it was probably was just millions close. compared to the billions. I was 35. You got 1.3 billion. They have almost a billion more people than us. Almost. Like but like when you get into that when the number, zombie, it's actually, like, no, no, no. It's sorry, like actually, a billion, 900 million. No, no, no. When the zombie epidemic comes over, don't be in those countries. World War Z. Did you read it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I best audio, I, best audio I book ever. To it. it was uh, a great audio book. Jay, the population of China is 1.35 Billion. So they actually oh, are over, over a billion, billion people more. more than us. Wow. But what did we say about Canada again? I can't remember. Uh, 33 million. So this is 1 billion, uh, 300 million people more. Barely. I was close. Insane. Uh, Long a shitload. Now, what I was saying to Jay, China has population control. We you, you literally can only have a certain number yeah. of, of children. India doesn't. And that, that's been talked yeah. about. India far surpassing now, uh, what China even has. What's the accuracy with even of less India's space. census? Like, is it like accounting for like that crazy, crazy role? Like, you know, like the people that don't even have access to things that count you? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <Is it counting laughs> like people? Like, like, a, like a guy on the corner going like this? I don't know. This click, is what happened. the counter? This is what happened. Hey, if Jesus spend, made it to the census, <laughs> the mountain people will make it. When we spend 40 minutes talking before the podcast drinking beer, this is what happens. Okay, guys? All right. This so, is what fucking happens. Okay. Uh, last, <laughs> but Jason's last, pulling up. Last, last bit of Wikipedia. What is the least populated country Guam. in the world? Guam. The least. Banana Republic. And what Hawa- is, Hawaii. And what is, that's not a country. Country, <laughs> dude. Congo. Uh, Dominican country, Republic of Congo. No. It's the former a, Dominican it's a, Republic it's of Congo. It's an island, yeah. probably. Tahiti. Uh, Bora Bora. Is that a country? No, Bora Belize. Bora isn't. Belize, Canada. maybe? Yeah, something like that. Canada. Washington, D.C. Isn't that a country? <laughs> no, you idiot. What, what, what is it, Jay? I'll give yeah, you... Uh, uh, give from, me top five. 
Uh, okay, fair enough. Two. You that one. one's one option. Hold on. That I know. one's awesome. I know. Okay, so. Uh, you cheated. Coming in at number five, <laughs> one being the most, or sorry, the least whoa, populated. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up the rules? Yeah. So can number process th- that. Yeah. Okay, so number five <laughs> is the, beer in the fifth show. least populated, working up to number one, which okay. is the least populated. I thought we were going to give us multiple choice and we were going to. New. Guinea. New is what it's called. It's uh, a. New Zealand. In New Zealand. Population of. 1,414 people. We're, we're telling you country, countries. Yes. Countries. These are countries. Wait, this is a country in New Zealand? New Zealand? Yes. It's, it just I says, don't buy I, that. I, I think it's maybe a country that's. How peer reviewed is this Wikipedia page? I want to say that is this is a, governed uh, by New Zealand. Because I'm literally yeah. logging so probably, on to that same page it's and probably changing separate, it. Right it's like now. Puerto Rico. Is there a yeah. thing on there that says citation needed? Because I'm literally logging on to that page no. and changing it right now. Okay, so. Because that's how number five, works. Number five is new. Number four is Tokalo. It's also New Zealand. 1,411. I'm guessing these are islands. Yeah. You, New Zealand. Number three. This. This, is the, this one's awesome. Number three, Vatican City. At it's eight, a eight, country. 836. Vatican City is its own contained entity in Italy. Oh, fuck you, wild. Vatican City. Number two, City. Cocos Islands, oh, which is, oh, I guess, my, near oh, Australia. Cocos three. 2D was made there. <laughs> That's not true. Funny and terrible joke. Uh, 550 people. And coming in at number one is the Pitcame Islands. Which is near the UK with a population of four. 48. That was the most disappointing top five list yeah. ever, except for no, Vatican, Vatican City. No, Vatican City was awesome. Here, let me City. name. No, 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 look how many are in there. Let me name Vatican five City's third. There's 836 know. people who live in Vatican City full time. Okay, here's here's another one. Is one of those the Pope? This is fun times. How about this? The we know number one is China. We know number two is India. What's number three? Canada. Russia. No, not at all. Remember, 1.35. Pakistan. 1.2, and then what's number three? No other countries. Australia. No other countries. Pakistan. Pakistan is Jay's vote. Uh, I can tell you. Don't look, Jack. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, shoot, no, don't. shoot, shoot, shoot. I'm not looking. Hold on, let me see. Pakistan number is number six. Ireland. Bullshit. Ireland is not, it's not anywhere close, close to that. Is it above or below? It's too, above or below too far Canada. up the list. Russia's, Russia's very big in, in yeah, area. Yeah, I think it's. it's but not everybody lives in Siberia is a problem. Like the, 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 That's the, debatable. Math You're not talking about the continent. Right? Math debatable. Who said Russia? I, well, that was my first knucklehead over yes. here. It's obviously Canada. Trying to find <laughs> Russia. I think we need to cut you off. Why don't you put the cat back on that mirror? <laughs> I was just gonna say. <laughs> no. Country. This is good. It's like trivia. Let's just play the game. Name fifteen countries. Just, just by see the if way, you guys can do that. Latvia. I bought a geek trivia game. That's not the answer. I should bring it in. Russia is number nine. Uh, bullshit. I got worse. Okay. Japan. 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 I said that. I said that. Japan. No, I'm with you. We're at the same time. Japan is number 10. Holy shit. Balls. USA. Australia. USA. 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 Australia. USA. No, it's not Australia. God, I Fuck love that. when it's somebody not. says USA, dude. USA. USA takes the number three spot. Wow. Does it? Yeah. Wait, States. wait, it goes, it goes 1. 1.3, 1.2, 3. <laughs> Holy shit. Yes. Should India and China ever team up, the rest <laughs> of us, we're all screwed. No, I'll tell you, if, no. if the zombie, World War, Z, World War Z fucks us because it starts in China. I know. That's the problem. But okay. that what? would be 2.8 billion. Yeah, half, of these, is, half of these are countries is, that don't even count. Uh, but we'll get them in. They really don't. There's some warriors in there. All right. So what's what? the population There's more the people in Nigeria than Canada. 7 billion. Okay. 
I was way off. You're way off. Here's, here's the top 15, and then we're done with this. <laughs> I don't know if China, we are. China, India, United States, Indonesia, number four, Brazil, number five. Wait. Pakistan, number Indonesia's six, Nigeria. Right Bangladesh is number eight. Nine is Russia. This. Ten is Japan. Japan. Eleven, ja- Mexico. Jap- ten is Japan. Twelve is the Philippines. Thirteen is Vietnam. Fourteen is Ethiopia. Fifteen is Egypt. Ethiopian food is so good. Germany comes in at sixteen. Holy sh! Let's just let's just have a moment and go. Holy shit! How little we know about the census. This world is rough. All right, so I'm going to keep the humor going. Fucking alpine sledding is oh, is what it's nice. called. Bringing it back. Okay, is what it's called, and that's cement tobogganing downhill. If anybody on the show finds himself in Tennessee, mm. in the Great Smoky Mountains, which is beautiful, I'm googling it right now, which is beautiful. Jason, pull up Gatlinburg, Tennessee. So, so Tennessee, Smoky Mountains is beautiful. Even, even if you're not in anything else, Smoky Mountains are just gorgeous uh, on the East Coast. So if you go over to Tennessee, Gatlinburg, there's a part of Gatlinburg that goes up the mountain, and it's called Uber Gatlinburg, and you go up a, a huge gondola to the top. And at the very top, you take that up. Jason's pointing at a picture. We'll, I'll post images. You get to the top. At the top of the mountain, Uber there's, there's other, there's other uh, you could take other lifts to the top for skiing when it's season. If not... They have this alpine sledding. You take right lifts now. to the top, and they have two runs side by side, which is cement, basically bobsledding, which is exactly probably what you did. I'm mm-hmm. totally watching this With video. the same cart. So the first time I went, I was probably seven or eight. My sister was three or four with my dad. And we, and we made this almost a family. Like once a year, we'd go up there. They get up there, and the guy's explaining to my dad, and I still remember this vividly because I've been probably 20 times since. He gets up there, and he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, sir, uh, why don't you know, why don't you let the kids go first, and you follow them down? In case they fall off, you can find them. And they said, and they said the same thing they said to Jay. You know, watch your speed. You hit corners. Don't go too fast. And, and, and I'm like, whatever. And I'm, I'm like really young. So I, and I, I weigh like 25 pounds at yeah. the time. So I fly down this mountain. Me and my sister fly down. Like, sweet, this is awesome, my God, this is the most amazing thing ever as a kid. I mean, dude, it's better than a roller coaster because you can it. control it. Are you watching Alpine Sledding? Yeah, this is literally a Great Gatsbenberg uh, place. Uber Gatlinburg. Great, great Gatsbenberg. Gats- that's, that's it, dude. No, no, that's it. That's, that's awesome. exactly like it is That's in it, China, right? Yeah, same thing. It's, it's aluminum. Less trees and more wall. <laughs> you can die more. You can die more. You go faster. So, so Papa Geckler, who's coming in tonight to LA even. Oh, we're hot. Papa, Papa G. Pa- Papa, he explains to my dad, who's, who's probably at this time, same height, 6'4", probably about 230, 240, gets on. He tells him, you weigh a little bit more. So, And I remember telling him this. On the corner, slow down a bit more because <laughs> your weight and inertia will just take over. My dad's like, Wait, whatever. Yeah, I fuck was, you. I know. He did his smirk. I know he did his smirk, and I know my dad, and it was like, I was a fucking cop in the Army. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> well, I so know inertia. Me and my sister Idiot. go down, and they told him, like, don't worry. We have people at the base who will take your kids. <laughs> and, and hold them, hold them for when you come down. So we go down. My dad's like, "We're right. I'm right behind you." <laughs> his, his name is Cletus. <laughs> so we're waiting. He's got a van out back. We're There's waiting. Andy. Me and my no, sister are still waiting. No Papa G. A fucking empty cart. <laughs> comes, comes down. And because I can't remember his name, Cletus gets a call on the old radio. They're like, they they whisper something, and the guy's face just turns red. He's looking at me and my sister. And he's like, wait here. And he goes running up the fucking mountain. There's been an incident. As it turns out, on turn five, oh, Papa G took a corner a little too rough. Took it a little. Launched his ass outside the track. That track you saw? Launched his ass outside the cart onto the grass. Dude, bypassed the track altogether. 
and was like laying in dirt. That's amazing. They he had actually, to send another cart down before he finally came down to catch us. He dude. actually did a track-to-track transfer with the one in China. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. really. That's a <laughs> that's a big transfer. To... So, well, Adam, I, I appreciate you trying to tie the story. I don't together. know if I'm okay with the fact that the default look you give me is one eye closed <laughs> and the other almost closed. Hey, be hey careful guys. going down the Alpine. It's not racist. Hey guys. Oh, I, I have a question <laughs> for you. You missed okay. last week. We missed you while we talked about the Ouya. Oh really? Yeah, got, we did. Got hands on. Oh, he did. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He got a dove oh, kid. Do you you got a dove kid? His he buddy didn't get did. That I don't have his buddy. On. Did. I, I picked it up. No, he so had the controller that was in the his end hand. of the hands on. I didn't turn it on. No, that he was <laughs> he didn't play. <laughs> literally, he literally picked it up. Was I wrong? Uh-huh. Was no, my, no, you're right. Was my statement wrong? You were absolutely 100 percent correct. So Jay, question. So have you guys heard of the fair use wordless rant from GDC? No. So there, there's a session. Need a crickets app. That's a cricket. Just a sound. Did you see a sound? Um, and I need the small violin. Yeah. So GDC, uh, for those who uh, are in the know, are in the know uh, or are not, it means Game Developers Conference. It's a conference that took place last week Giant in San Francisco. Damn China. It is basically uh, developers gone wild. Um, but the, the yeah, just man boobs. Um, <laughs> Manoobies. But uh, <laughs> basically. The, the the conference is like a whole bunch of lectures and talks that that developers from within the industry give to other developers about certain topics from that within the uh, the industry, uh, and and then at night everybody goes out and parties and it's a lot of fun. Um, so there, there's a, a session called uh, I, I can't remember the exact name, but it's all about like it's basically six ten minute rants from six developers, and then one of those rants was a, a guy who basically he called it fair use, and he took I think four clips. And one of the clips was uh, the Killzone 4 team showing Killzone 4 on Jimmy Fallon and um, sort of juxtaposing the gameplay with what the developers are saying. And in that specific example, he was saying the the new PS4 is going to – it gives us 8 megabytes of RAM. We are going to be able to, to do so much more with characters, so much more with gameplay. And meanwhile, they're just showing a first-person shooter, you know, and they're just repeating that over and over. And then – you know, so the whole the whole idea of the rant was like all this next gen technology. You're not pushing it. Well, it's not even you're not pushing it. What is new? You know, and so I, I'm I'm curious to know from you guys, and and I think it's it's really interesting because that rant happened at a GDC talk, which GDC still is predominantly a console conference because that's where it came from. And I, I don't know how it was received it, it, from from what I've seen on Twitter. It looked like it was. Were you received. in the audience watching? This? I wasn't in the oh, audience. Okay. I actually just saw it today, but it was really interesting to me because there's certain developers act, asking these questions, like, you know, what is, you know, what is the next step in gaming? And and I graphics are great and they're awesome, but that's not the next step in gaming. That just is is a a, a more visceral experience, but doesn't mean that it's a better game or more immersive or you know. So uh, I'm curious what Can your opinions talk, are. Do we talk about this a bit? I'm sure. We talk about everything. We're out of topics. We, if you're listening to this episode, just go back and listen to number two, and you'll catch up again. They just and, and, it's not, and it's not on the throne, because it's actually awesome he brought that up, but I want to say we hit. We, and we, we, we should we, post we the link to this on, on our page. We've talked do you about, have it? You, I'm sure you didn't post it to Evernote because you're a lazy bastard. So I didn't even think about it until— Why don't you log into Facebook and post something for us? I'll fucking do it, all right? <laughs> tweet, tweet about it. I'll tweet the that The Twitter shit. king. We missed We've, you. We, well, you Go know, to Instagram. I'm, I'm reaching back into our old glory days, but we did talk about uh, the future, what we think the future of gaming, uh, and, and particularly, I think, in context of virtual reality stuff, and we talked about that giant— about that. that the, giant— The battlefield experience yes. they created. Yes. Yeah. 
You um, probably weren't around for that. Nothing's amazing, by the way. It's a really good question. Oh, the way the ball. Yeah, when yeah. he was in when he, no no when he was in the giant the room dome, and getting shot by like paintballs, paintball oh, no. guns, and like the the ground that that that's rollers, so you literally can walk in three sixty. Oh yeah, no, I, I've seen that. At you saw the, three years ago. I saw it. Awesome. You saw the video of no, the guy, of the the guy doing it. I oh. didn't see. I I saw the actual don't like ball. A a European TV show went out of their way to to try to create the most realistic simulator they possibly could. Mm-hmm. And it consisted of uh, this dome with, with real lighting, 180, what was it, 180? I don't want to rehash it. I think it was, it was 180, but it followed you, whichever direction. Right, it was, it was tied to your vision on the goggles that you were wearing, but it was in a giant dome, so you had full vision top to floor. The floor was designed with rollers, so you could, you could walk and, and, and 360 if you wanted to. Oh, okay. The gun, the gun actually had a... Uh, Motion control sensor, so it actually picked up everything you were doing with the gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also had multiple paint guns uh, firing pellets within the room that picked up. Actually, it was playing Battlefield, Jay, Battlefield Three, I believe. I, I believe so. Um, that picked up tracking of when they would fire and actually would fire at wow. you. I, I, I mean, it's pretty surreal. Yeah, I mean, experience. But the original question. The question this guy poses is, what's what's next? What's exciting? What's like? Are we just now iterating the same thing and making that like more powerful? Yeah. Um. There's some interesting things being done. Like, I think the question here is more about is what's next in the hands of the developer or the hardware maker? Mm-hmm. And I think there's not, with the exception of Nintendo, there's not a lot of attempts at revolution uh, revolutionizing. The hardware. Right. Now, people have made attempts, right? The move is an attempt. I think Connect was a really strong attempt. People are dabbling, but hardware is kind of like we need to make something that serves to everybody, and then the true innovation is happening with the software developers. Yeah. So there's still companies out there. There are still to this day companies out there who are committed to breaking the mold. I think what Bungie is attempting with Project Destiny, it is crazy in scope, and mm-hmm. it's interesting. And even though, yes, it's a first-person shooter, it is going to change and possibly redefine what we view as a first-person shooter. Okay. Uh, Valve, same thing. Valve's another strong company that is continually innovating in the software. Mm-hmm. For me, though, this all comes down to one simple thing, which is what's next is something that I still to this day think is missing from most, not all, but most games, which is story. I still to this day think that gameplay is paramount over story. And I think that the future of gaming for me is where that starts to even out. Not not story taking precedent because these have to be fun experiences, but where they start to even out, where Mm -hmm. just as much emphasis on story is placed on the gameplay. Now, I think an example of where those are switched, where story over gameplay, is The Walking Dead. We've talked about that, right? Yep. An amazing, amazing experience made people cry. Don't say anything. I haven't finished it yet. <laughs> um, I think the, the future of gamings is when those are on equal ground. You give just as much precedent to story as you do to the actual gameplay. I think it's going to be very tough from, from the people who make the real decisions at the studio, who are the, devel- uh, the, the main developers, because of the top, say, three money makers right now. In their model, and what makes yeah. the money? Yeah, yeah. They give. Let's let's give two examples of something I'm familiar with. They give Treyarch and Infinity Ward these huge budgets. Unfortunately, the argument can be made they're not giving them the huge budgets for the the story. I mean, Jason, you always say you're like ah, you know that story never. It, one of the versions is uh, I think Treyarch's in particular is really all over the place. I, I you can't follow it. You're like okay, this is too this is too hodgepodgey for me in story. 
because they know the money that they make on that game is in the multiplayer experience. And I'd say the same would be maybe the case with an MMO with World of Warcraft that has no story. So it's like, how do you you convince... At what point can we start... Because I'm with you, Jay. I mean, at what point can we start convincing society and, and some of these people who play these and who buy games to to focus more on that well, that's to, like, so it gets money the the thing that you that you say about these these games that are making a ton of money in the online play and the it's the kind of constantly and again uh, black ops 2 it's the same game mode i'm still going on and playing against people but it's kind of something different i'm always playing against different people and it's there's different challenges and stuff like that like that once you beat the story a lot of games that don't have a big big online presence like once you beat it I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going to subscribe. Which is the problem with, sto- right, which, with story which is, games, right? Like, when you look at, like, the games that are making the most money have I'll get it on Redbox for a dollar. Yeah, like, so I'll get it, I'll play it, I'll beat it, I'm done. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Like, but, I don't need to subscribe. I'm not going to subscribe. And, like, so like, the thing I was literally just thinking it. about was, like, the the fallouts that had uh, a lot of DLC. How did those games do as far as, like, they didn't do well enough? I mean, I don't know. I don't either, but like so, that, like like, but like the Halo, like you buy the game and and not Halo in specific because it does have a good solid heavy online play, but like the games that miss that, you just go, you play the game and then see, there's to, no to other me, place to to add revenue for a studio. Sure, think, sure. You know, to me, I think the the question is, where's the innovation? That sounds like what the heart of this thing was. Where's yeah, innovation? That's, that's really what it is. It's not about. You and know. so I I think you can argue across the board. <clears throat> looking at the game industry, that's an amazing thing to say. Yeah. Where's the innovation? You it's cannot in- argue that the Call of Duty franchise, there has been no innovation. Why? You don't need it because it's this incredible moneymaker. So keep doing what you're doing. But there's no innovation whatsoever. There's tweaking. Hey, we got a new game mode. That's a tweak. That's not an innovation. I, the, look, same could be that, said for Halo. Like yeah, the same absolutely. I completely agree with you. Completely agree with you. I think, though, the funny thing is, is, Halo does have a little bit more of a stronger story, but you could argue that the gameplay maybe isn't quite as good as the Call of Call of Duty. I mean, for first-person shooter, I think the point is if you if Call of Duty has nailed it, like, hey, we got this down, we've got the formula, then why not start making the other half of the game, the, the co-op, up to that same level? We've nailed gameplay. We've nailed it. We sell hundreds of millions of copies of this thing. I don't know if that's right. Hundred million dollars worth. We'll quote you um, every time this one comes out. Once a year. That is crazy. Let's bank on that. Okay, we know we got the money for it. Clearly, why not now say the innovation is going to be where story and gameplay are are hand in hand? Because that was the thing. I mean, and this is specifically because I know. Jason, but it's but a story. Uh, I'm sorry. No, go, I mean, ahead, you, go ahead, Adam. Uh, I was just gonna. It was a it was a quick touch on Spec Ops. So I, I just well yeah I mean, well and and they in their own right I think they're their own they're. I, and it's so tough to use. You use the word innovation, and I and I I it's such a big word. I could say they they've as a game they've kept trying to add to keeping you around. I think they've done an amazing job by giving you so many outlets in one game. They give you spec ops. They give you play co op. They give you zombies. I, it literally, literally, there's so much shit in that one game you buy. It hits a big demographic of people of like. You buy you buy it. You don't just rent it. You buy that yeah. game because you hold on to it for the year. But I also could question too: innovation is story. Just having a good story, innovating for the well, game industry, absolutely. What hundred percent? Yes. I, but we could all name games. I think that had stories. Yeah, but yeah. they're right? the rarity. So, I, I, like, I went to this really heady talk too that was about uh, disruptive innovation. 
<laughs> and it was like it was really interesting to me because there's a, there's a game coming out on iOS called uh, The Drowning, and it's a first person shooter built for touch controls, built for the mobile experience, which is like a, a you know two minute sessions and stuff, and 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 it contains story. Now it probably doesn't contain the degree of story in which which you're talking about, but the the talk was by the developer, like the creator of the story, uh, or the creator of the the game, and uh, he had this point of. Disruptive innovation versus sustained improvement. And sustained improvement is like this line that kind of goes up like this. And sustained improvement is okay. That's that's basically console games right now. Like every time a new Call of Duty comes out, it is better. It, I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's better, but it's only better marginally, right? To a degree, right. To a degree. It's a, it's a very linear line, whereas disruptive innovation is a thing like the Apple computer was, the home computer where... It's an actual curve, like it's like a... Yeah, exactly. Before... Well, you really fucked with it. You 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 try to and, alter what you think is and when normal. And when disruptive innovations release, typically they don't do well right away. Yeah. They drop, actually. And then they do this, like, exponential climb. Yeah. And I think that is is what the, the game industry... I don't think it needs it right now, but I think that's what the game industry is leading to. Mm-hmm. I think every industry eventually has to hit that point where it's like, what's the next big thing? And the next big thing, the first time we see it, we're going to go, like, that's Damn. fucking stupid. I, and then it's going to... I think Bioshock, this new one, is a very good example. Everything I've read has been solely about how amazing the story is. Sure. Like, exponentially amazing. I... This, I, to me personally, because I also think it's a beautiful-looking game, so it touches on a lot of things. It's a first-person shooter with a story, mm-hmm. with some amazing gameplay, amazing animation, things that I love. I'd be very curious to see how this does. It's getting very well-received by a ton of the big YouTubers um, and everything I've read, so I'd be curious to see, What's, because I think this touches on what Jason's talking about, of, like, even... I, I read It was on NPR. The, they had the director of the game, and, and, and his whole thought process was really deep for the story. And what he was trying to do. Matter of fact, it was a lot deeper than most games I've ever heard. And it might go over most gamers' heads how deep he, of story he was trying to invent. And I, and I think that's always going to be the fine line. I, and I think, Jason, you nail on the head there, dude, with that, that talk of does an Activision or any, fuck it, any publisher, Microsoft even, is who, who wants to take that leap of saying we're probably going to suck? Nintendo. For a little bit, no, Nintendo kind of does. They did. I mean, look, I, and they do it on a hardware front. To be honest, <laughs> I mean, they, they, their actual graphics and gameplay that sh- I mean, hasn't changed. Yeah. Hardware wise, they think well, that's, that's where we saying. can keep pushing that's people. Yeah. But man, it's so tough because it, gaming, and especially in our age group, who are the people buying it, the thirties mm-hmm. are buying these games right now. Like we're their big market for Call of Duty. We're a big generation. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> that's just something I've come to learn. Uh, and that's coming from my gaming friends and everything else. So it's like, how do you, how do you, how do you get down to the generation that's not there yet? Yeah. To play devil's advocate with myself a little bit, I do think the first-person shooter genre, all involved in this, recently, have done a really good job of innovating on something that was stale in the area of co-op. We've talked about this before on the show. Like, there's campaign, there's multiplayer. Those two have been successful in varying degrees on different games. And co-op is something that's really been... I mean, I would even argue the last three, two, three years has been, like, really starting to develop. And I think the one we've talked about before that put the linchpin on it for... uh, There's something really here is Treyarch with the zombies, with Nazi zombies. But that to me, that is not... Oh, it's a little improvement. That is actually that's pretty radical. There's a whole new idea of how people play games, story based, but do it together. 
that hadn't been explored and is continually to develop. And I think, you know, the stuff that uh, 343 has done with Halo 4 is amazing that it's an ongoing sto- episodic story like a television show. I think Epic did an amazing job with Gears of War yeah. doing the co-op experience. I mean, that was a, that was was huge. I mean, there was levels that you couldn't get, and that was part of the single player. That actually, in my eyes, changed even how we look at, you know, we talk about Halo and Call of Duty, but if we can go back to even the first uh, Gears, the idea, which was amazing, was you could play through, by, I, could, I could play through, I'm on level three. Jay, come play with me. You now jumped in at level three where I left off, and we keep playing. Yeah. You were Games better. don't do that. You don't leave the story arc. I just add you to the story arc. Right. And that's kind of, that in that's itself cool. is amazing that's that cool. you can do. Well, yeah. that's, that's the, the issue you have with like this, this if it's going to be 100% co-op, if it's going to be 100% solo, you sure, can't, sure, you sure, can't sure. mix these things. But they, like, do, they do in that. that no, that's what I'm saying. What's awesome is Does that, Halo do that, actually? No, I think about it. Do they do something like that? Can't you play through like the, the single player with people yeah totally absolutely right can, can, can you, you jump can in and, out? and start and stop and start like can i, can can I play you solo, keep playing keep going keep going level 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 and then bring in somebody else and play with me and then continue and then uh, I'm not 100 sure hmm. i believe how so. sure not 100 sure? not not I, 100%. I think anything i go over 50 that's not great i gotta be honest with 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 just <laughs> the, great. the prevalence of internet that's out there now for all of us i think it's very tough for any studio to not want to give the green light to anything that's really going to embrace some kind of multiplayer aspect to it because they see that's where the money is. And even in DLC, we all talk about that. I mean, as cheesy as it is, there's some DLC that's great. Like, I thought, honestly, I thought Modern Warfare 3 did it amazing with, with buying the, the uh, what, what was it, the, the Elite add-on where literally they gave you a, a, a map a month. Sometimes they'd give you a, oh, two was, maps and, like, three uh, spec. It literally, up. it was hard to keep up with playing all the shit yeah. that they kept giving yeah. you. That's just and that was impressive. Right? Yeah. yeah, it was impressive. You, you or you could pay a one-time thing of like fifty bucks add-on. Yeah, and you got it for the year. <clears throat> that was that so was one of the best deals. I, I do you know? Um, are they still doing that? No, no. Treyarch has tried to keep with that. They did the first. They did a first pack, but they're doing it different. Like Infinity Ward said, "Hey, you're buying a subscription." Actually, Treyarch's doing it too, a little different. And their subscription, their promise to you is they were going to give you something new every think- month. Treyarch was four. They I think do they said four of the year. They do yeah. Treyarch, uh, Treyarch does something different with they do packs, mm-hmm. but the pack was pretty huge. It was like a bunch of spec ops, and then it was four multiplayer maps all at this once was, instead yeah, of giving it, the most recent Modern one. Warfare. But you could pay for the same thing. It was like fifty bucks, and you get it for the yeah. year and whatever. Else. But are, are they still keeping like the subscription going for Modern Warfare Three? Like it can. No, it was a whole different company. It's a whole no, different Infinity Ward, Infinity. But I mean, Ward, for that game, yeah, no, no, no. That's the thing, Infinity Ward. No, they're no. done. They're done. No, when like. the next and I and I, I wonder if that's when Activision steps in and says, okay, here's the deal. Obviously, your game's gonna f- now. I, I have friends who still play it, but they know right up front. <laughs> Cheers, Adam. <laughs> they they know right up front that here. the fall off. Is, is, After it, the next Call like, of Duty comes be, in, it's got to be pretty huge. But well, I, I'm I'm curious, like, because we they don't continue you know, support we, like we've that. We've talked about subscription based games, you know, in our studio, and you know, one of the biggest challenges I think is like, when do you if, you, if I say you can pay fifty bucks for a year subscription, and halfway through that subscription, our game isn't able to support you know our players anymore because it's not making the, any money the, how do you what do you do you I say oh sorry so. you're here's your 25 dollars they're, they're not shutting down servers no, 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 they're no, not that, saying you can't play that's it. they're just done developing. what you're talking about is different mean? a subscription like, based thing is you like got, and you got the full year you got it was a one year solid you year paid of for a year of subscription 
But this, that's what I mean is like six months into that subscription, what did the subscription stop. give you? They though? didn't stop. It, it went it new went, maps and everything. And so well. they did. But yeah. what, but subscriptions are are, are uh, uh, I don't know the right word, but like if I if you subscribe six months ago and I subscribe today, then I have a year from today and you have no, a year no, no, from today. No, no, no. It was, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was from when the, the game year came till out. the next one comes yeah. out. Oh, okay, we're okay. gonna give you this. Yeah. And this was the bummer about. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. This was the one bummer about that is I I go back. You to could Modern buy the Warfare. maps separately at that point. Once it came out, if you didn't have the subscription, you I, could buy them all separately. I go back to Modern Warfare Three because I love playing. Like one of my roommates doesn't play Black Ops, doesn't really like the online, but we love fucking survival. And uh, it's like, pretty fun. Yeah. And all I want is like just come out with a new map. Just like just come out with one new map. Like I think the. And I, you know, which I, I, they innovated the spec. The it's not an innovation as much as they've kept embracing instead of taking away. I think, and I think Halo does this too. They've just said, let's stop taking away from gamers and let's just let's keep and that and that's that line. You know, I think let's just keep adding without taking away. What's what? I mean, what is most importantly is though that the, that the podcast is done. Nerd testing, nerd testing, nerd testing is 